0: What up? What up? Jimmy Murray here with Frank Petalano, and we are the Cashflow Kings. The Cashflow Kings podcast discusses money, finance, mindset, and investing with an emphasis on cash-flowing real estate.
1: Thanks for joining the Cashflow Kings, and welcome to our new episode, New Build with Andreas Bustamante. We are here to help you crush your goals. Andreas, welcome.
2: Thank you, guys. I appreciate you all for having me on.
1: No doubt,
0: no doubt. So for those listening in, we had a chance to catch up with Andreas a little bit before we jumped on the podcast, we've got some mutual friends, and he does things a little bit different. Um, So I think that you guys will be excited to listen into the story, how Andreas got started and what he's working through now, because it's pretty dope. Yeah, Thank so
1: Andreas, that. tell us about um, how you got started in real estate. I mean, you put in a quite an application to be on the podcast, and I love <laughs> hearing about it. So uh, why don't you talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah, of course. And like I said, thanks for having me on. I started when I was 19, and I really needed to find a way to pay for college. <laughs> I and I, that. Was not, <laughs> I, was not, I was not going to go through the route of, oh, someone tells me what to do, tells me what days I have to go in and lunch and all that. And I said, you know what, What? how can I find a way to kind of not do the norm? So real estate came up, and I decided to be a leasing agent. I'd help agents get apartments. And once they signed, perfect, I'd get a, a check. And that's how I paid for college. Then when I was 21, I was able to sell a $1.1 million condo. And that just changed the whole game. I got a large commission check, and then I graduated. I decided to say no to a stable 8-to-5 job when, I mean, when everyone was telling me that I'm an idiot and I shouldn't be doing this and that because real estate is based on what you sell. Thankfully I followed my gut and I, uh, for the first three, four months, I didn't really have a mentor. So I was kind of lost, but then I heard of Diego Corzo on bigger pockets and I reached out to him. He answered and he was like, Hey, call me next week. So I did call him next week and long story short, I joined his team. We've been real estate agents together now. I'm a business partner now. I'm 26. So when I joined the team, I was 23. But the big thing here was the fact that if I was a real estate agent and I was telling people to buy homes, that's a great thing and all. I kind of had to put my money where my mouth is. So I figured that why not buy my first house? The big problem though was that this is the city of Austin and the competition here was insane. Yeah. So the way the way I got into the first property – Without having to compete, just with a one thousand dollar deposit, was through new builds.
0: Nice. So, how do you make that happen with only a thousand bucks?
2: Yeah, it's it's actually pretty insane. What you need to do whenever you want to go under contract for a new build, it's typically you get your approval with the lender, and then you put a thousand dollar EMD. It's it's your earnest money essentially. So that locks your price, and within the timeline that the new build is finished. You have enough time to build up your down payment if you might not have that. Really? So for me, it was like four months. I locked my price. And within those four months, my house appreciated like $35,000, which yeah. back then was when things had barely started to like go crazy. So $35,000, I only needed a deposit. Then I put my down payment when I closed and I house hacked that. So I lived in one room, rented out the others, made about $300 in cash
0: flow. So that's the game right there. Everyone might be like, oh, 300 bucks. It's like, yo, know, what you're not factoring in is he's living for free and getting paid to live in a brand new construction house. So play that back, right? $300 a yeah. month to live in a brand new construction house as a young guy. Like, that's that's dope. I think that's incredible.
1: How many beds? It
0: was amazing. It was a four, for me, my metrics, whenever I
2: house hacked, I used to house hack. Now I don't. Was at least four beds, at least 1,800 square feet plus, and at least two and a half baths. So that was like the metrics whenever I would look at a house, I always was like are my goals realistic with the market expectations? And then it's like what areas do I have to look into like narrow that down? So I knew what fit my metrics and within 30 minutes of seeing this house, I didn't have a checkbook, so I had to go to Wells Fargo <laughs> and bring that checkbook and I almost lost the house within those 30 minutes, but thankfully I just put I was 23 years old, everyone's saying like dude you're crazy, what are you doing? Like dude, whatever. Just put that check in and I locked it. So it was great because making $300 a month. CapEx, yes, that that's important for new builds. Maybe not as much because there's warranties. For the right. first two years, you get your electric HVAC and your plumbing covered. So it's a different game with new builds.
0: Definitely. So <clears throat> you put it on a contract. You put a $1,000 down. You're trying to build... Uh, to get your down payment. So you're obviously working diligently. When do you start trying to find roommates?
2: I already had two roommates, actually, since um I knew several people that wanted to rent and whatnot. I was like, hey, I'm actually I have a house. So if you need help with that, you could check my house out first and then we can go check out other places. So two people prior to that, and then Facebook Marketplace, the amount of people that are moving to to the city of Austin, and the amount of pages that are like, Rent, buy, sell, Austin, sublease, Austin. Oh my gosh. That's how I used to get a lot of business when I was in college. In college,
0: <laughs> That's really cool. So when you go through the screening process, like what's your gut check versus, you know, not just picking anybody off of Facebook that comes to the door. Is there some type of screening that you go through?
2: Oh, for sure. I use avail.co and it is Love actually- that. We incredible. have those guys on
0: the podcast. They've got a dope story.
2: Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I'm a huge fan so it is so straightforward and the big thing though whenever you screen on facebook marketplace or anything you kind of want to weed out the people that are just going to be annoying and send you messages because honestly it it sucks to say it but there's going to be a ton of people who message you if you don't have your criteria so three yep. times a monthly rent you need to have a, a credit score of 620 plus for me preferably no pets obviously if if the pets are like the those pets that need to come in because of the
0: um, emotional. Yes.
2: Correct. Then obviously that's fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm with it. Yes.
2: So I have all my criteria and put it on Facebook marketplace because if you don't have that, you're going to get so many people like, Oh, can I do this? But they have a 500 credit score. And it's like, dude, your time's (laughs) valuable.
1: Your time's valuable.
2: So make the most of it. And Facebook marketplace has worked for, a lot of house hackers that I've helped a ton of house hackers.
1: You don't get like 1700 messages. Like, is this still available? Is this still available? Is this still available?
2: Oh, (laughs) I used to do that, but then I just delete it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Tell me about that. Insane.
0: So now because
1: you're living there, sorry, Jimmy, Uh, because you're living there, can you have different uh, criteria that might not always work with what's legal or not? Because like you were saying, like pets, Are you, because you're living there, are you allowed to have different criteria? Maybe you're allergic to a dog or something like that. I mean, not necessarily. I haven't
2: really had it to where someone tells me about an emotional support animal. So it's more so if that situation were to come up, I just want to see what other, what other people I have applying and then from there, see if it makes sense or not. Now, one thing though, that was pretty insane was that in order to get the perks of a primary resident, which means that. You get the lower down payment. I could have put 3% down as a first time home buyer and the lower interest rate. You typically have to wait a year to get your next house. Then I really wanted to take advantage of the fast appreciating market in Austin. So, what I did, I checked out all the new builds that made sense with my criteria and got a new build that had barely started, not even slab, three months after buying my first property. So, I got it under contract for $330,000 with a $3,000 deposit. And given that that took nine months to build, that was perfect with my one year owner occupant. So when I closed on that second property, this is actually insane. It was selling for now 450. So I walked into 120,000 with a $3,000 deposit. That's why for me, new builds are like insane, insane.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so as long as the tide is rising, you're good, which in that area, that's going to continue to happen because of the population Correct. growth. Correct. So, I mean, just listening, I think it's a brilliant strategy that's under leveraged because of the speed of the market based on the population growth. And honestly, I don't see that going anywhere. In
2: Austin, especially, exactly. no. Yeah, in Austin, especially, no. I mean, some people, the peak of the market was May 2022, and- The prices were adjusting a lower, but thankfully I was able to negotiate for us to get the lower price. But just obviously, you need to know your metrics, like with anything in life. You know, it's just so important to know what you're getting into. As long as you're comfortable with the monthly payment, appreciation is a bonus.
1: No doubt, no doubt. So, So what would you rent those units for? Like they're not units; they're a bedroom in your house. Well, if you're buying a property for four hundred and fifty, what are you renting one of those bedrooms for? With everything included, right?
2: No. So the minimum that I do for rent is $750. And that's on the low end because of the Austin market. Utilities is divided between all the tenants. I furnish the common areas, but then the internet's divided by the tenants as well. It's pretty much the base rent and then utilities is on top of that and the internet as well. Gotcha. Because you never know how much people are going to use, you know, in terms of utilities.
0: Any crazy roommate stories?
2: Any crazy roommate stories? Well, has everybody been
0: really well behaved <laughs> because of your great not, process?
2: not so far because of the great screening process, but as we all know, there's probably going to be something that's going to happen. I had one of my one of my friends at House Hacks. He told me that a a tenant like broke the toilet or something. Uh, so there must have been a crazy story there. But he's like messaging me like, Andres, dude, what do I do? This guy just broke the toilet. <laughs> Thankfully, he had the warranty, so I'm pretty sure that was all taken care of with the warranty.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I'm just, I've got stories rattling around in my head. Um, <laughs> maybe, Frank, maybe we have a podcast episode where I just spew a bunch of crazy
1: stories. I'm going to make a note. Yeah, so, we just got to be oh, yeah. careful because we're recording. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I feel like there's always one of those stories. I mean, one thing as well with with the new builds, thankfully, I was able to get a hard money loan, like the first one with the appreciation that I, that I had not a hard money loan, sorry, a HELOC home equity line of credit. So I got a home equity line of credit, 120,000 on my house. And the great thing about it is that I only pay on what I use. So with that hard money, given that I'm an agent and investor, I lend that to a lot of my flipper clients. And what I do is I get on rocket lawyer. I drop a promissory note and it's usually three to six months get 2 to 3 points and the interest rates about 10%. So it's like my money in one house is making me so much money through the cash flow and through the hard money lending. It's just a cycle. It's pretty insane how real estate can work like that.
1: I love it. I had a friend of mine that loaned me $500,000 off of his HELOC and we're paying him a hard money rates cuz we needed the money a, to close on a deal.
2: That's a big HELOC there.
1: It <laughs> was. <amazing>. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's amazing. And one thing as well actually that's insane The CPA you have, as you all know, you all are experts in this, in this, uh, the real estate game CPA, you get matters. What I do is I depreciate three of my rooms. If I live in one room, so I am able to depreciate three fourths of that house. And I'm like, dude, my, my people always tell me, oh my gosh, you're paying this for a CPA. but it's like, look, you're paying it right now, but it saves you so much money in the long run. My CPA depreciates obviously the interest and then the PMI that's tax deductible but then you're depreciating three-fourths of the house because that three-fourths is an investment property, which is pretty insane. It was mind-blowing to me when I heard of that.
1: Hey, listen, I have a I have a, f- a friend who, uh, I mean, obviously in this business, I don't know who's not using a CPA. If they're not, they're crazy. But I mean, he might have paid his CPA $5,000 last year. <laughs> he has a lot of businesses. But I'll tell you what, originally his tax bill would have been over hundred grand just on the federal oh, yeah. level. But because of um, depreciation and uh, accelerated depreciation, he ended up getting back like 5,000 bucks. Oh, it's amazing.
0: Honestly, man, all those larger multis, the cost segregation
1: study is the way to go.
0: Because That's you was. get a year with such a fucking head start. It's insane. It's, it, I mean, <clears throat> hoping to leverage that strategy in the building this year. So, um, But when I learned it, like I'd heard about it. But when I officially dove deep last year, I was like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> Crazy, crazy, insane. So, I mean, it. Folks in in I say anyone in the United States who is not actively investing in real estate, you're probably doing something wrong, because the tax incentives are so huge. In order to build wealth for your family, so don't get upset that you know real estate investors get all these tax breaks. Learn to play with us. Super collegiate will help you out. Right. Let's go. (laughs) So, I mean, um. In all respect, like if Andreas can figure it out, as he's just getting started out, coming out of college, buying new construction, house hacking, and then all of a sudden becoming a hard money lender while he's still selling real estate. So he's making money on every, you're probably making money three ways on every dollar that you earn, right? Yeah. yeah I'm fairly new to the game. He's been in a few years now, but getting started out in college, like anybody can do it. You're just going to put in the time, and it takes a little bit of hard work. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, anything in life, you know, it's not going to be
2: handed towards you. All about extreme ownership. That's so important.
0: Hundred percent. Dropping a little jocko on us. Let's see. Oh it. yeah.
2: Hey, <laughs> that book. That book is one of my favorite books. I'm a huge guy on discipline. That's why I do 75 hard every year. Like the discipline needed to do 75 hard and keep your promises while you have your whole day going on. That's huge. It's so important.
1: Frank,
0: did you set me up on this one?
1: I did not. You keep thinking that. We're just finding perfect people to come on to the podcast. You know Jimmy's doing Close. 75 hard right now. That's why. I'm on day 47. <laughs> Seriously? Day Damn. 30. Oh, uh, this awesome. is my
0: <laughs> second time through. Um, I'm looking forward to completing the entire Live Hard program this year. That's one of my personal goals. Um, but I'm psyched, we'll man.
2: each other accountable.
0: Hell yeah. It, it, so it's cool. We interviewed um, a 19-year-old wholesaler. A 19-year-old. Well, he might be 20 now. it more. Shout out to Sullivan. Yeah. Owns sixty one units at nineteen years old. What a kill! Wild, Amazing. absolutely wild. And he sends he sends me a DM on Instagram. He's like, "Yo, I'm starting seventy five hard tomorrow. What do you like? Any any tips or tricks?" And I'm like, "Let's go." <laughs> That's so awesome. that was cool for me. Um, I don't know how far far along you got, but honestly, jumping through it, you got to be able to adopt the zero options mentality. I was walking the fucking snow last night, man. It sucked.
2: I did one today at 5 a.m.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. So I was on the treadmill at 5 a.m. this morning because I'd rather get into my nice heated car and sit in the sauna for a little bit before I walk at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, nah, but honestly, like, first time through 75 hard, um, I could literally feel levels unlocking in my brain. New components of my brain that honestly I felt like I had never used before. And the mental clarity at the end of the program was huge. And I think the biggest thing is that I started to adopt components of 75 day to day, like wasn't on the full program, but, you know, trying to drink more water and honestly, just trying to be more disciplined. Oh, yeah. And so important. I'd love to hear about some of the things that you learned from 75 hard and some of the outcomes and how many times you've gone through it. Anything you'd like to share on that from?
2: I've done it since I was 23. So three years now. Badass. Um, The big thing. My schedule is actually insane. I, I don't have my schedule here, but like I have a time block for everything. So the biggest thing I've learned about 75 hard has been like the discipline to follow through. even if you have a crazy schedule, because with your schedule, you prioritize. Oh yeah, let's go.
0: The full focus. Oh, you know what? I was on, actually, yes.
2: Oh, I was on yes. best self
0: call. Now we got full focus. Right. The synchronicity of the universe right now is... Wild, I love you. Andrea is talking about 75 hard and then breaking out the full focus planner. I'm getting oh set up. God.
2: Oh, nah. that full focus is the one of the best things ever. And oh, I yeah. mean, we make time for what, for what, whatever's a priority, we will have time for. That's what I was going getting to. And, 100%, and 70, 75 hard taught me to look, dude, stop BSing. You mm-hmm. make a priority of the things you decide to do. So, um, I don't have time. No, it's more so. What I'm telling you is that I don't have time for that. So that, that's the clarity that 75 hard gave me. And just the importance of following through with your word. Oh my gosh, that makes you much more confident. So that's why I love 75 hard.
0: 100%. I, so honestly, my big thing, like when I'm out walking in the snow, um, mental clarity, I get to replay my whole day, right? I like to, I like to do my outdoor at night right before I go to bed. Uh, but I get to replay my whole day and set myself up for success the next day in terms of mentally mental preparation. I love that. Um, but honestly, I I think it's interesting to me. So Andy pushed out a recent podcast. He was talking about you can tell the people who have actually done it. Right. So somebody might have posted that they completed 75 hard. But when you talk to people, you can actually tell yeah. who has completed it
2: it's it's funny yeah i and i just based know based you on mean. your commentary exactly.
0: like <laughs> i fuck with that like i can tell you've actually done it
2: oh um, my god i i know exactly what you mean i've asked people and they're like oh i did it yeah and it's just the conversation is different <laughs> i know what you mean yeah, it's, man, so it's, it's so funny
0: completely different um my biggest thing like so i started i'm on day 47 i think um but i started late november and or maybe early December. And everyone's like, Well, you're going to do this during Christmas? You're going to miss out on Christmas cookies? You're going to miss out on. And I'm like, no, listen, I'm trying to start the, the year with a head start. Um, but also momentum starting the new year, but then it's gap season, right? So as everyone's fat and lazy, the week between Christmas and New Year's, and you know, drinking and eating and just overindulging, I'm on the program, man. Let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm increasing that gap. Amazing. So from there it's like you motherfuckers trying to catch me now because I, I, I ain't letting off the gas. I love that. So,
1: well sometime when you're done with 75 hard, you have to crack open that whiskey, I get you. But yeah,
0: yeah. So hey. um I have I'll another friend that got me a nice bottle too. Yeah. <laughs> send some oh, you know what's funny? I've got a bottle of class A as well upstairs. It's been sitting there on open for about a year. Um because I, I took that not drinking to heart. Right. I don't want the fogginess, but um, I do love myself a glass of nice bourbon. And frankly, yeah. I
2: once, know. once so. in a while, once in a while, for sure. No, <laughs>
0: doubt, no doubt.
2: But isn't it crazy how that rolls into like real estate though?
0: Rolls into everything else. And everything in,
2: in life. You know,
0: I, I would be willing to put money down that there is a correlation between successful realtors and real estate investors and how they take care of themselves. Not just strictly 75 hard, but I would be willing to bet like the top ones have tackled 75 hard if one hundred percent multiple times. Um, because it gets you in that frame. I think a lot of realtors and real estate investors lack discipline. Yep. And that discipline comes from personal ex- seeking personal excellence.
2: Have you guys read The Miracle Morning? Yes. I made yeah. that's that's my routine in the morning. The savers. Like I think it's so correlated to what you said, and I love that because it's like. Look, the most important person is yourself. And then once yeah. you have like you're fulfilled and whatnot, you're not always going to be fulfilled, but once you start your day off like that, you're so ready to serve other people. And yeah, man. oh miracle morning. I love that book.
0: Too oh, many people favorites. roll out of bed and try and chase. Right? That's I no, I could not do that. Insane. What yeah. I tell my team I'm like, you think Michael Jordan wakes up and walks onto the basketball court? <laughs> And drops, drops 50 on people. Oh, man. Sleeps on the court. Yeah, no, he's got his routine at home. He's got yeah. his routine on the court. He's got his routine when the team shows up. He's got his routine right before game time. And then he gets in the game and think about the amount of preparation he just went through to get there. Oh, yeah. And now it's on. Mm-hmm. So if you're waking up rolling out of bed and walking into work, like, you already messed up. <laughs> you better oh, go back to bed yeah. and start that day. I can't imagine that.
1: All right. So I'm going to circle back to the business stuff here. Uh, so uh, with your business right now, tell us about, wh- so we heard how you bought that first new build, stuff like that. What are you doing right now with your business, the real estate end the, the new building end, stuff like that?
2: Yeah. And thanks for that question. Right now I have a team of eight agents. I'm a, I'm a business partner now with three transaction coordinators. And the big thing for me, the business that I'm building is that uh, the passive income. I have three houses. All of them have been new builds. One of them I got as an investment property by putting the $1,000 down and within the year it was built. More equity as well, which is pretty insane. So I rented to a whole family. So that's the thing, the real estate agent side, the investor side, I um, am going to be buying storage and or retail this year. 100% going to be doing that. And the other thing that I'm super passionate about is just educating others about the wealth building and the importance of that, more more so like the students in college, because I think I was just so blessed to have had that experience and the mentors I've had. And it's important for other people to at least have the opportunity to learn about that. So that's what my business is going to be looking like within the next two years, three years of my focus.
1: Awesome. What's your biggest challenge right now in your business?
2: My biggest challenge right now in my business. I, I guess it would be more so like the balance between the real estate agent, the investor and the public speaking, because I love all of them. So it's been, that's why my schedule is so important, but obviously sometimes it's hard. And then if I don't do a task that I'm supposed to do, I get mad and I, I end up doing it, but like super late at night because I'm like, I yeah. need to keep my word. So it's just having that balance and like, oh, that's so important. That's the hardest part right now for me.
0: Personal excellence, man. You got to make sure you get it done, right? <laughs> yes. Discipline yeah. delivers
1: happiness. Oh, yeah. Believe yeah. it. Are you on the hunt for another new build right now or or what?
2: I actually had a new build under contract, my fourth one. And that's the one I was going to be living in without any roommates, without, without anything, have my like video creating studio. And I had it under contract for a year and the builder, I was like, Hey, look, the market has changed. So I just like to know what KB homes. That's the builder. KB homes is willing to do to, to, to show what the market is indicating. Cause I got the mark, the house under contract. And there's also another thing that builders offer known as lender incentives. If you go with the preferred lender, they give you like 10K plus in closing costs. It's insane. The amount of things that builders do. That's one of the other big things. And when I got under contract was when the market was going crazy. So they only offered title policy, which is like $3,000. Now the same builder is offering about $20,000 in closing costs. And they didn't want to give me that. So I was like, yo, this current market indicates something else. Yes, you can adjust my price by 20,000. I don't care because that's like a hundred dollars a month but I want it to reflect the closing costs you're giving everyone. And they're like, no, no, no. And until I told them, I'm not going to do it. And two weeks without me answering, they're like, what can we do to make it right? But I was like done with them. That wasn't, that's not the way to treat someone. You're like, I already told you. Yeah. It's like, dude, (laughs) come on. And I already had other plans. So I was like, no, I'm not doing it. So I just lost my earnest money, which I don't care. It was worth it. And uh, no more new builds. I'm just going to stick with commercial now.
1: Love that. So um, we're recording this in the uh, late January, 2023. So I'm not sure when it's going to come out, but I know there's a big article that came out in the last week about how KB Homes has a 68% cancellation rate uh, for this quarter.
2: They are. uh, So I'm a realtor. So I've like, done a lot of worked with a lot of builds. They're one of the only ones that will not negotiate. And I don't understand because you go off contract. I've had three of my clients go off contract and we find another builder. You go off contract and they sell the exact same home with the incentives. So I'm like, guys, what, what's going on here? Is it like pride or what is it? So I don't really understand it, but that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, honestly, yeah. Any wise and dollar dumb. Yeah. I know that the term is penny wise and pound foolish, but I've kind of embellished my <laughs> version. Oh, let's and go! That that Get makes it. no
1: sense. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what? But so overall, I mean, you're still you're still helping uh, new clients buy new builds. You just might not be working with that specific builder, and you're still, oh. especially in the Austin market, you're still pretty pro on it.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. We helped about 300 families this past year, and we're a group of eight agents. So that was incredible. We're very blessed. That's a big number. <laughs> yeah. 90, 97 million in volume with eight agents. So very blessed. And yes, definitely still helping people. I'll still do KB homes. But like I always say, expectations are so important. So it's all about what the expectations KB sets. And if we get that in writing, that's when it'll be like, okay, we'll work together. I got a client under contract with KB Homes yesterday and we got 30,000 in in, uh, flex cash. We're going to buy down the, yeah, it's crazy. New builds are insane. We're going to buy down the rate. We're going to do a one-year lock and we're going to have 15,000 allocated for closing costs, which will probably cover all of that. Yeah. Yeah, so new builds, actually the other thing I didn't mention, new builds offer extended rate locks. So that's one big thing. I know the rates have adjusted; they're they're a bit lower now, but I mean, new build. This new build is offering a one year lock, so it's pretty awesome. You know, there's a lot of perks to new builds.
1: Just knowing the right place to pivot.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I know the game, so respect on that front.
1: Thank all you. All nice. right, so here's the questions that we ask all of our guests. Uh, the first question is: If someone wants to become a better investor, what would you recommend?
2: Become a better investor, know your metrics. And what I say by know your metrics for house hacking specific, I'm going to give an example. Know that in this current market in Austin, you might not be able to cash flow. But what I mean by metrics is what's your equity pay down? That's how you you look into when you buy a house hack. What is your rent savings? Because you'd be paying rent if you didn't live in that house. What's your tax savings as well? And then the bonus is appreciation. So there's four metrics you want to see when you house hack because the reality is in this Austin market, you might not make a cash flow, but you need to know the other metrics that come into play and kind of get an idea of your ROI like that.
1: What would you pay for a one bedroom in Austin right now? About, I know it's different areas, but still. Apartments? Yeah.
2: If you want to wash a dryer, minimum, you're paying $1,500 minimum. What? Yeah, it's, it's absurd. Dude, like it's that. absurd. Yeah. I but, love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you can buy a new build. That's a, um, a, a four bed and rent it to each person for, for nine fifty Plus they share utilities with you. You know, there's almost $3,000 a month or you can, uh, pay someone 1500 and still pay your own utilities most of the time anyway. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. And have people yeah. tell you what you can or can't do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> um, All right, Next, next question. Uh, what is one book that you've read lately and you consider a must read?
2: Must read, and it's not real estate related. It's the Four Agreements. Got you. Amazing, amazing book. One of my favorite books.
1: Jimmy has it somewhere up on his wall. I'm sure it's like
2: oh, the amazing corner over. Yeah. I've seen it. A, I've
1: seen I've it at your house. So. I'm well,
2: gonna I've send got... you guys my top books. I have them all right here. Yeah, like oh, me. I
1: love it.
0: Yeah, I've got like what I haven't read on this side, and then all the stuff that I read on this side. But you can't see the whole run. So the,
2: the Four Agreements. Insane and also untethered soul. That's probably my my top two. Untethered like soul and four agreements. Right.
1: I that haven't even heard one. of untethered soul. So
0: I've been going uh, to into stoicism with Ryan Halliday lately. That's my big one. Oh, I
1: like that. Uh the last question is five or ten years down the road, what do you want to be when you grow up? Where do you see your business you and your business? I'm going
2: to be a very well-known speaker. In the real estate realm and the wealth building. I know it 100%. And also I'm going to have um, enough passive income for me to, I mean, this is so cliche to say, but just enough passive income for me to be able to support my brother, my sister, if they ever need it, my family, which I'm intending on having a family. That's definitely the plan. My parents, I'm a big, big soccer fan, Arsenal fan. And I really, really, See myself going to the Emirates Stadium in London, getting a house there, and my passive income being able
0: to pay for all that.
2: Since I was a little kid, that's been like a big dream of mine.
0: That, I love that. I, I talk about all the time I'm going to get a house. I'm in uh, Ohio State alone. <laughs> hey. sure. <laughs> so uh I talk about that just buying a condo in Columbus and having the money to just fly out to every home game.
2: Yes. Oh, that gets me so excited!
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. There's nothing like being at live sports. It's, I love it. I love it. I'm I'm UT, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> All, good. All good.
2: Even though we we suck, but whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, we had Quinn Ewers and Quinn Ewers uh, cash on the nil money and came down to you guys. So could be up to good numbers this year. Yeah. So Andreas, we appreciate having you on the podcast. Um if somebody want to reach out, like some of the truck record, or they want to send you a note, send a thank you note, whatever be.
2: The best way it was breaking up a bit, but the best way to get a hold of me is either TikTok or Instagram. strong Instagram, Instagram will be best. It's at Andres Busta T X. A-N-D-R-E-S-B-U-S-T-A-T-X.
0: Perfect. You heard the man go give him a follow on Instagram or on TikTok. You're going to enjoy the show. I think Andreas has some amazing things coming along. So um, we hope that everyone enjoyed this episode of the Cashflow Kings podcast. In between episodes, check out our daily content on Instagram or Facebook under the handle of the Cashflow Kings. Cheers to your success.
1: The Cashflow Kings program is for basic entertainment purposes only. We do not give official legal, tax, or investment advice.